BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Creeps, cults, ghosts, guys named Jerry. This is your one-stop shop. If you like all that weird shit, join me. I'm Casey Balsham. I'm a comedian and I am fascinated by dark, twisty, and shady ass shit. On the Shady Shit Podcast, we're going to cover all the topics ranging from living in a haunted house to dating app scammers to Lizzie Borden and everything in between. Every Friday, I'm going to break down well-known and little-known stories that are sure to induce just a bit of discomfort. I am so looking forward to making your weeks just a little bit weirder. Hi, I'm Caroline Stanbury, and I am divorced, not dead. I'm a former Bravo TV star and now former wife. Fresh off the back of my divorce, I'm bringing real stories, real life, real talk on all things that aren't said between each other, society, the sheets, and everything in the middle. And lucky me, you'll be joining me for the journey. So buckle up. Welcome back to another episode of Divorce Not Dead. And I'm really excited to have Monique Kelly on today, who is a dating expert. And quite frankly, in the middle of COVID, we all need a dating expert. You're a blogger, confessions of a serial data, went from blogging to dating expert, which I want to find out how. And you started an anonymous blog post about divorce and about dating post-divorce and finally revealed yourself. So, so many questions because I kind of love this. First of all, how do you go from being a blogger to a serial dater, I guess, is my first question, really. You know, post-divorce, when you go through a divorce and you start dating again, when you're in your 20s and you're dating, you know, and possibly your early 30s, it's all about finding love. I want to find love. But after a divorce, you're just about having fun, enjoying your life in the moment, being unapologetic for what you want because you're coming out of a marriage. But that's why we're the best, Monique. That's why we're the best. (laughs) So once I started chronicling all the bad dates, especially in LA, because it's a very different dating ecosystem here, right? So I started chronicling it. And then little by little, women were like, this has happened to me. Oh, I'm so glad I'm not alone. And it kind of transitioned where it became almost a support group for women. And it blew up from there. And it just just got bigger and bigger. And women would inbox me. Men would inbox me their stories. I started doing research on dating and relationships. And it just grew from there. Amazing. And then why did you start like, because I always feel there's such a stigma to divorce, which I'm trying to sort of blow out of the water because, you know, as I've said many times before, you know, I've had a very successful 18 year marriage. I'm not upset. I wouldn't change a thing. It was great. And now it's just not. So why did you feel the need for it to be anonymous? 
I can't say that word. Because at the time I was a studio executive working for one of the major studios in Hollywood. And I didn't want my colleagues to know that I had this other life as a dating blogger. So that's why I kept it really quiet. And at a certain point, I was just like, you know what? This is my life. It is what it is. Either they're going to love it or hate it. And I just was like, it is me. And I just said, forget about it. Because it was nothing to be ashamed of. I wasn't writing about something that my mother can read or my grandmother can read. You know what I mean? Agreed. I mean, I am. So, you know, lots of things I, I talk about. And I think it's the best thing to get it out there, frankly. These are all topics that people shouldn't feel ashamed of. And, you know, I always say, and I, you know, Obviously, it hasn't worked out like that for me, but I was ready to date. I was like going, okay, I'm going to have a good time. But then I met Sergio. So, you know, then I thought, okay, better tie that one down. Not literally, but um, you know, better keep him here because someone else is going to take him. I absolutely agree with you. I think part of the reason that a lot of marriages don't work today or fall apart is because women or men lose themselves in it. They're so busy creating a sort of character that they think should be in the marriage. And I watch it with girlfriends of mine who like, you know, be lounging around my house, smoking cigarettes, feet up, cocktails. The husband walks in and suddenly they're sitting like they're like they're nuns. It's hilarious. And they've thrown things out the window, covered the glass, hid the cigarette. And you're like, hang on a minute. We're not 14. It's like it's hilarious. And that's what I decided. You know, people were like, oh, you know, I, I did a podcast yesterday and some woman said to me, oh, you know, I, you exude happiness from your eyes. And I'm like, it truly is being myself at this point and being able to do anything or say anything and not worry about it. And I think that's the freedom. And that's why women out post-divorce are so much fun. We're so much fun because I think you've you've been caged enough and you're like, it's not about the sex people. We're not, it's not like, okay, we're out. We're just going to like serial date and have lots of meaningless sex. It is literally about finding you, I think, and what works for you and you just know yourself better. So take me through how you become a serial dater. And, and also I think I got asked a lot yesterday and I, it seems very, very lonely at the moment because even the dating, when you go to a restaurant, I was just thinking, now you have those awful partitions and things, which we never had. You know, at least you could go to another table and sort of say hi or, you know, chat each other up. Now, if you go to another table, people sort of you know, scream and ask you to take a step back, ma'am. <laughs> How do you serial date? You've got to know where the men are, right? You have to know where the quality men are. So when I tell women to get out, because everyone's always talking about dating apps, dating apps, dating apps. Yes, dating apps work. For me, that's never been my thing. And for a lot of people who I talk to, they just don't like dating apps. A lot of people are people who are known and, you know, like you're not going to go on a dating app, right? I really want to do this. I don't know if I've got time, but I really want to do it. I want to set up an old fashioned dating agency where literally I have a pin board behind and literally profile people because I think dating apps are the death of dating. <laughs> yes, yes. You know, I know people where it works for them, but just... Let's talk about not dating apps. The golf range, the golf course. Men who go to the golf course, first of all, it's a certain type of mentality they have. They're relaxed. It's their oasis. If you go as a woman and not with a big group of your friends, just by yourself or one other girlfriend, there's plenty of men there. There's matchmaking services. I always talk about to women about going to like Home Depot, going to tech stores, telling friends of theirs they want to be hooked up. There's the grocery store. There's 
plenty of men at the grocery store. Go to the wine aisle. You'll see men there. Like you have to open your eyes and see where the men are, right? Dead. So when we see pools of women in the grocery store on Saturday night, Monique sent them there. That's hilarious. It's going to be my fault. And guys are going to be mad at me. They're like, why are all these women suddenly on at the, the golf, golf course? course. Yeah. But it works. It works. <laughs> Because you want to go where there's a certain type of man, if that's what you're looking to meet. And also in terms of being post-divorce, I'm 43 years old. So at a certain age, when you're 43, you're divorced, you know what works for you. Stop making excuses for it and enjoy dating. And again, at this age, it's about having fun with it. You have done the dating to get married. You got married. It didn't work. Now it's about having fun. I like what you did. You met someone early on. You saw that, hmm, this guy has makes some sense. He has some potential. I'm going to lock him down. That works too. When you meet someone and it works, don't keep going and going and going. If you meet someone and it works for you, make it work. I think that's a big thing. And I think we should stress that because I get that a lot. Like, why did you pick the first one? Wasn't a choice. Some people sort of went, oh, it's a rebound. Or, you know, she's making the choice because she doesn't want to be alone. No, I mean, I have a beautiful house. I've got kids. I work my ass off. My life would be like this regardless. Sergio is my cherry. So no, I didn't just pick the first man that came across. Um, and if anything, I tried to talk myself out of it for a multiple, re- you know, for multiple reasons. One was that one was like, I've never been alone. I've been married. You know, I met, met my husband at 25. I'm 44. You know, I really wanted the time to be alone. And I was actually quite excited to do all that. And, you know, Sergio's a homebody. So, you know, and and loves to be just with me. So I wasn't going to do the going out nightclub thing with him. It wasn't a choice. When you fall in love, you fall in love and you should grab it. And I think a lot of women don't grab that opportunity because people go, it's too soon. Or, and then, you know, sometimes the first one is the right one. You just don't know. And like, you should pursue all of it. If you have the feeling, pursue it. There's so much unsolicited advice and so much noise when you're single and you're dating, especially when you are newly divorced. And here's the thing. You are very clear on what you want. You're unapologetic for what you need. So if you meet someone, whether, and it's the first person that you start dating, You have to be so careful with all these naysayers. And a lot of people are naysayers because their own situation that's going on in their own lives and it has nothing to do with you. So my thing is you were lucky enough to meet a man where it clicked right away. So what are you supposed to do? Push down that feeling so you can date a bunch of fools and clowns and then be like, why was I listening to everybody else? No. He would never have been here. If I had dated like six other guys and said, let me see how that goes. What's the point of doing that? What is the point? Like when I was serial dating, if I had met my now boyfriend now, that will then, I wouldn't have been dating a bunch of other people, but it just wasn't clicking. But had I met him right away out the gate, it would have been just like your situation where it's like, great, you know what you need. So if you meet someone and it clicks, you gotta go with it and don't wait for the other shoe to drop. Let's take a little break from the show and discuss taking care of your face and all the rest of your skin, which really matters, girls. I I can't tell you enough. You know, you guys know how much I put into trying to stay young these days, especially now I've got a young boyfriend. The fact is your skin is your largest organ. So it's kind of silly not to take care of it all or part of it. And that's why 
I've started using Osea to give all my skin the attention it deserves. Especially after winter, your skin needs such TLC to get ready for the summer months. I discovered Osea by literally going to my girlfriend's house. It was on the side and I just, I mean, I'm not great if I told you all with my skincare routine. So I just tried it and it was just works so well on my skin. It goes so beautifully on and covers it so well. It's super hydrating and it makes your skin so soft and it glows. And the under ear algae, which is amazing, I was so excited to get going with this body oil routine because, you know, I started incorporating under ear algae body oil into my routine and it feels so luxurious and rich and not greasy and sticky and it doesn't sort of go all over your clothes, which I love. And it soaks hand harvested under ear algae into barrels of oils for up to six months. The result is simply liquid gold, a rich, luxurious, never greasy body oil, fragrant, like the sweet passion fruit smell. It's amazing. And you can also try Osea totally risk free for 30 days and get free shipping on orders over $50. They'll send free samples with every single order that you have. So if you order today, you'll get 10% off your first order with my promo code DNG at oseamalibu.com that's 10% off with code DND at oseamalibu o-s-e-a malibu.com so I suggest you try this today and welcome to your new skin life happy shopping let's get back to the show I think other people therapist or someone that's not connected to you but I do feel that girlfriends that know you they may mean well but they're not always the best advice different girls come into your life for different things and you know, when, when a girlfriend girlfriend has another couple friend, it's like a mourning process for them. So genuinely, they don't want you to break up with your husband. So they try and yeah. do everything to get you back together again. And they tell you the new relationship's going to be shit and it's there for all the wrong reasons. And that it's just a, you know, a sex thing or this thing. And look, Sergio and I had to break a lot of barriers to be together with the age and the everything else. And my girlfriend's telling me that, you know, it can never work. It's ridiculous. He's too young. Um, I'm going to be on my own and, I, you know, or I'm making a fool of myself, all of these things. And luckily, I'm quite a strong person. But if you weren't, you know, I can see how people so, sort of let all these things go. And your friends mean well. And they'll say, like, you can stick it out, make it work, you know, for the children. The guilt trips, there's no need to have a guilt trip. You know, children are fine if you explain it in a good way and you adults are adults. It shouldn't be brought, your relationship shouldn't become your children's problem. And your new boyfriends shouldn't become your children's problem. But if you're adult about the situation and where it's going, children can handle pretty much anything. Happy parents, happy kids. Yeah. And what people don't realize with a divorce, when you finally tell people you're getting a divorce, then they find out. They don't realize that for however amount of time you have not been happy. It wasn't a just, I woke up this morning and the next day I'm choosing to get divorced. Amen. A lot of times you're trying to protect the relationship because you're thinking- You oh. are the first person on this show that has said something like this. And this, this is something so key, people. She's absolutely right. By the time your friends, your family and Instagram- find out you have been dealing with this for some time internally with your husband, everybody else knows, maybe not the children, but your husband and not you have. I, I had a long time ago. So when everyone looked at my Instagram and was like, oh my God, she literally moved out and moved in. 
That's not quite what happened. And I don't have to justify it to everyone else. I did not announce my divorce on my divorce or my separation on my separation. We announced it when we were comfortable with it, which was almost a year or two on. We were good. And then the children and then my boyfriend came. So it, you know, the, I always say, because I mean, I got interviewed by a lot of people and they were like, what are the dates? And I'm like, please don't go to my Instagram dates because it's not the date when I launched that picture because they're like, well, you know, you met Sergio here, but the picture was there. And I'm like, yes, but we didn't announce it till, you know, it's got nothing. I never left my husband for another man. Let's just be clear. We were, we were well and truly over. Even if I had, the dates still don't match because nobody in their right minds wakes up in the morning and goes, let me post a picture and tell the world when I know. I've decided. <laughs> it's mad. It's so interesting. You find yourself having to explain why you're in a happy, healthy relationship. All the time. And I find when it comes to dating and also when it comes to women, whether they're having kids or not, people are so invested in information that really is none of their business. And it is not up to you to make people feel comfortable about timing, to make people feel comfortable the, about the fact that you're in a relationship, to make people understand that you're happy. All you have to do is live your life and enjoy it because there's probably such a long period of time for so many women who are divorced where you weren't happy and you were faking the funk. And finally, you have found happiness and your happiness, just as well as, well as your decision to be single, you don't know anyone an explanation about that. And a lot of people feel like they have to explain why they did this, why they did that, instead of living in their truth and enjoying it. And you're very strong and very set in your convictions and what's important to you and unapologetic for you. For you. But for a lot of women, they don't have that same amount of strength and they find themselves constantly trying to explain their happiness. Isn't that crazy? We as women have to explain our happiness. Think about how many men before they even are out of a marriage, before they have even had the talk, they're already moving on to the next person. They don't feel the need to explain. So why do we as women feel the need that we have to explain that? And it's pressure put by other women, by the way. Most of my worst comments come from women. And you're like, yes. seriously? I mean, I'm shocked because, I mean, obviously 98% are amazing. And I get like high-fiving Caroline, you're doing it for the girls and all this kind of stuff. And then you get the 2% who are just like, you're like, oh my God. Oh my God, this is out of a woman's mouth. No profile picture, zero posts. Yes, yes. <laughs> I, I wondered whether some like friends of my exes had set these accounts up actually. <laughs> but I need to know how you serial date. So if you're not on these dreadful apps, which you're saying you're not, so by serial dating, you mean... You just go out at, to a different place every night and hand out your phone number. What happens? No, no. Serial dating is where you meet someone and you're, you go out on dates and you hope for the best. So I would meet people, whether it was through other friends, whether it was we went out for drinks and I met someone and I go on a date with them. And every single time I was hopeful, like, okay, this might but wait. How sense. many nights a week are you out doing this? Well, when I was, because now I'm in a relationship, yeah. but when I was, I, would, I wouldn't be, it wasn't a matter of going out every single night of the week. It was a matter of just having fun, living my best life. So if I happened to be out with girlfriends, having drinks, and I met someone, I would give them my number. And then, you know, if they asked me out on a date, I'd go out on a date with them. And for me, again, post-divorce, I was very clear on what my non-negotiables were. 
So if I was out with someone and almost to a fault of my own sometimes, and there was anything that I didn't like that they did, I was like, okay, I'm never going out with them again. See, I don't Goodbye. agree with that. No, that's not healthy. Like after the marriage and dating, that wasn't healthy because it was like, no one's perfect. I say burn the list, burn the list. What was on your non-negotiable then at this so time? At that time, when I first was out of the divorce, it was kind of, you know, cloudy because I was still healing from it, but I was just dating to have fun. If I saw anything wrong, I would run. That's not healthy. But then as I was going to my therapist and just healing from the marriage and just getting really centered on what I wanted, I was very clear, non-negotiables. I couldn't be with someone who wasn't a good communicator. I couldn't be with someone who wasn't passionate. I couldn't be with someone who wasn't respectful. I couldn't be with someone who didn't know how to love unconditionally. Lots of times women's lists are like, he has to be this tall. He has to be this age. He has to do this. That's just throw away that stuff. The lists have to be core things that are super duper important to you. So once I started healing, because as I was dating, I was healing at the same time. I was very clear on what I wanted because I had the opportunity to heal. And I was very much like, okay, no one's going to be perfect. But when I say serial dating, it's not a matter of going out every single night with a different person and doing that. It's a matter of you serial date until you finally meet someone where it actually clicks. Your dating is like a job though, because you are actually going to places you normally wouldn't hang out. You're on the golf course. You've taken up a hobby. Those are places that I would go because you don't want to go to places that you don't have fun. You don't want to go to places that you would normally not go to because let's say you meet someone that you click with and you're like, well, actually, I don't like golf or actually, I don't like this. And it's like, okay, you're starting stuff off on a lie. You do things, you live your life doing things that you love. And if you happen to meet someone and it clicks, great, you move forward with it. So with serial dating, every woman serial dates until they meet the right person. Serial dating isn't a matter of going out with a whole bunch of people, sleeping with a whole bunch of people. You serial date until you meet someone where you don't want to date anyone else. Anymore. Amen, everyone, by the way. I think that's key as well. There's no need to feel guilty or that it's dirty to serial date. You would not walk into the shoe shop and buy the first pair of shoes, nor should you settle for the first man. Absolutely. Well done. So serial dating, the stigma needs to be removed. And you're right. Serial dating doesn't mean that you're having serial sex. That's the major key. And, and by the way, if you want to have serial sex, that's up to you at our age too. But like, you know, up to you. I would say that if you're coming out of a divorce, you probably shouldn't have tons of serial sex because I think it will leave you feeling pretty empty in the end. But I do know women that need to get, you know, back on the horse, as it were. And that's okay, too. <laughs> Stop judging each other. Stop judging and go out and just date and have fun because you have to realize you're dating differently now. You're a little bit older, you're more mature, you know what you want. So you go out and you have fun. And then until you click with someone, you keep dating. May the best man win. Men May have done this forever. the best man win. I love that. Yes. Let's take a little break from the show and discuss your mental and emotional health, especially in today's climate. It's so important. So I want to tell you about a new online therapy 
platform called Talkspace and you can sign up and start therapy the same day as you sign up, literally. You can text videos, send voice messages to your licensed therapist and you can have all the sessions in the comfort of your own home, which I think is key today. When you put your mental and emotional health first, especially in these uncertain times, it has such a positive trickle-down effect on making everything else in your life better. When I started, and I think I preach a lot about self-care and being selfish, this is one thing that you can do for yourself. I know that the pandemic has turned people's lives upside down, which doesn't mean you have to let the new normal stress, anxiety be your normal. Talking to a therapist is a great first step. It's a signal to yourself that you're ready to take control. By seeking help, you're giving yourself a chance to grow and heal and overcome the difficulties and uncertainty of the past year. Talkspace is a fraction of the cost of in-person therapy. And instead of waiting for an appointment, you can send unlimited messages to your therapist 24-7. They'll engage with you daily, five days a week. As a listener of this podcast, you'll get $100 off your first month with Talkspace. To be matched with a licensed therapist today, go to Talkspace.com. Make sure you use my code DND to get $100 off your first month and show your support of the show. That's DND and Talkspace.com. I hope this helps. Let's get back to the show. So, you know, COVID and the pandemic, which I'm so sick of talking about, but it has created a lot of very lonely people. It has created, I mean, I, I saw my divorce lawyer the other day because uh, we would, my ex and I are just changing something. But um, she said, oh, you guys have one of the best divorces I've ever dealt with. And she said, but I'm so busy right now. And I said, really? And she goes, yes, I'm like, it's crazy right now. Everyone's getting divorced because of the pandemic. So what do you do? How do you meet people? How are you going to, if it's not for the app, how are you going to date? Yeah, it's definitely different right now. So if it's not for the app, I tell people, if you've never used an app, try it so you can either say yay or nay. And once you decide that you're for it, go for it. But once you decide it's not your thing, keep it moving and don't let people talk you into it and make you feel like you're strange because you don't like dating apps. I tell people there's matchmaking services. I tell them, talk to your friends who are in relationships. Right now, you have a great man. He might have friends. Let your friends who are in relationships know that you're interested in meeting someone. Mine's so young. You don't want his friends, I don't think. Look, you never know. Don't rule anything out. And also, don't be afraid to go younger or go older. Oh, I love younger. that. Don't rule anything out. You're absolutely right. Don't rule anything out. You Look at you are happy. You're enjoying yourself. And there are some good-looking men with salt and pepper beards that look good. Don't rule them out either. And I also say, don't be afraid to just chill for a minute, right? Enjoy being single for a minute. Enjoy this time to do you. Women overthink. All the time. Yes. And there's women who can't stand their spouses. They are stuck in quarantine with a spouse they don't like. Enjoy the fact that you have peace of mind, okay? And then think about the things that are important to you. Again, we talked about, stay away from this list. I hate this idea of a list. This list is what, it's doomsday for women. Think about your non-negotiables. Your non-negotiable list should not be a list of 20. Non-negotiables are a list of five top 10 things that are super duper important to you, whether it's religion, communication, political views, things like that. So think about that. If you take these things off the list, you're so much more open to 
finding the right person for you because, you know, there is no wall up. I just don't understand the checklist, but I guess, you know, I suppose everyone's made has to go. I, I don't, I don't like checklists. Let me tell you something. I had a checklist before I got married and my ex-husband, everything on that checklist, he checked the box and I was divorced. So that's why I'm like, it's not about the checklist. It's about how the person makes you feel. What's important to you? What makes you thrive? That's the non-negotiables, okay? Because also attraction wanna... is chemical. It's chemical. At the end of the day, you can have everything on paper and then, you know, stand in front of them and have absolutely no emotion through your body. And that's a disaster. You that's know, the so, worst. Yeah, that's a disaster. You can't force yourself. You can't, can't keep kissing someone and go, well, if next time it will be better. You know, you either have it or not. And let me tell you something. A kiss it's either right or it's not. There is no like gray area of a kiss. I, I can assure you of that. Okay? You may not be sure before the kiss, but when you're yeah. in the kiss, if you're not sure when you're in the kiss, then uh, it's not happening. Yeah, keep it moving. I have girlfriends who are like, oh no, but he's perfect. But you know, I'm not sure. And it's on the fourth date. You're like, you're on the fourth date. You're on it's the fourth date. Not happening. Go. It doesn't matter. You, you can't talk yourself right. into the rest of your life. You cannot talk yourself. And he's not going to turn from a frog to a prince. So, I love you know. what you said. You cannot talk yourself through the rest of your life. No. That is major because when you're younger, you're like, okay, we'll get better. We'll get better. With age, we know some things, it just is what it is. It is what it is, even if he's perfect. And you know that, you know, your friends are going, but he's amazing. I love him. Then I always go, you date him. Don't you hate, like, that's a part of that unsolicited advice where they're just like, well, why, why don't you like him? He has this, he has that. You guys would, you know what is right for you. And I find a lot of times we, as single people, we're explaining ourselves, explaining our decisions, explaining why we're single. I want people to understand you do not owe anyone an explanation as why you choose to be single and being single ultimately is a choice because we could all have settled for someone who is not necessarily it, but we just didn't want to be alone. Of course. And I get that about my ex-husband a lot. You know, my ex-husband is a good looking, successful guy. Right. And people are like, oh, my God. You know, I went out the other day and these girls were like, they're younger and they're like, oh my God, your ex-husband's amazing and he's so fun. I have to say, he's so fun. I said, isn't he? Isn't that great? They're like, but why? Why did you break up? I'm like, I had 18 years with him. You're welcome to date him. I chose him not because he was a troll and boring. He's very nice. He's a lovely guy. But you know, if you if you want to go now, that's your property. Have, have a go. I don't need to be reminded of what a great guy he was. You know, I moved on and so has he. That's amazing. I want him to be happy and a great guy. He's not the right great guy for me right now. Don't you love when people say that to you? Like, yes, your ex-husband, he was very handsome. He, you guys looked great together. But um, last time I looked, when you look in the mirror, you ain't too bad looking yourself, my friend. So it's just kind of like, yeah, he was very attractive. He was fun. He still is. And to someone else, someone else will have a great time with him. I didn't break up with him because he lost his looks. Right. <laughs> like, I didn't break up with him because, you know, he's not fun for me. You know, he, he just wasn't fun for me. You know, we just had a different type of relationship. A lot of times when you have children, your relationship changes. A lot of times, which is what I try and tell Sergio, who's, you know, we, there's no rush for, our, for the kid. Well, there is because of my age. But, you know, children change dynamics sometimes. But there again, I did have to go from one to three. So, you know, 
that that's a huge thing. Maybe if uh, I had won this time round and you know, you can still you can still kind of be you as a couple. I think oh, when you've got right, three you twins. That's right. You have the daughter and then the two twins. Yes. The twin boys. Yes. And then basically yeah. you're just a milking cow for God knows how long. <laughs> Now, right. now we're a taxi service, and I have an assistant, but I'm a, I'm an assistant to three children, so right. yeah. Wow. So even if I have an assistant downstairs, they still want me to do it. So um, oh yeah, they always want mommy's touch. When I was um 35, I froze my eggs because I was just like, I personally wanted to take that biological power back. And everyone listening, that is the best thing you could do. 35 is when your eggs, I wish I had done it before. I've just done it now. All girls out there, you see this, this gives you money all the time in the world to chill. All the time. You, you don't have to date on this, this pressure. You can relax and date and enjoy it and not have to be like my biological clock. And I tell women all the time, look at your options. And, and if you have the means, go for it. A man can smell desperate a mile away. You know, that is one of the big questions here. You go, I get all the time. Like, how did you literally walk out of a marriage and meet, a, you know, a gorgeous, lovely guy who loves you straight away? Well, also, you know, it probably was part of my attitude, which was, you know, take it or leave it, fun, loving. We had a great time. Nothing was, I wasn't saying to him, oh, I'm 44. I need to get remarried and you need a baby now. And if I had led with that, he would have been, you know, I would have seen him run like Forrest Gump, you know, and I think that that's what a lot of women do. I've got to 35 and I need to have a baby now. I have never been married. It's like divorced women that go out on dates and talk about their children the whole day. Oh, yeah. I mean, please, or their ex-husband. Don't do it. The kids are cute. The ex-husband talkers. They are cute if ki- if a man has kids. If a man doesn't have kids, they're not so cute, you know. I, I, <laughs> but it's true, Moni. I don't even want to go out for ladies' lunches and talk about their children, really. I mean, I don't mind skimming over them, which is great. But, like, I've just left my kids, just left them at home. I don't want to go and talk about other people's children the whole lunch. So a man doesn't either. You've got to have something else going on. And, you know, the children obviously are going to be part of their lives eventually and they have to slip into it, but it it can't be the only thing. I know girls that it's the only topic of conversation. You're like, Jesus Christ, I'm a woman and we actually birth children and I can't listen to it. Uh, Men will not listen to it. And that is why you're single. Not because, you know. That is why you're single. You're talking about kids. You're acting like you have your wedding gown in your purse on the first date. Just have fun and enjoy the dating process. Or lots of women, they do the interview where they're on a date and it's it's almost like the guy feels like he is on an interview for a top-notch financial company and you are going down the list. Time to have fun dating. And I'm sure that's why you attracted your guy because you were having fun. You weren't thinking about that. It was about enjoying the moment and having fun. Exactly. And I always think, you know, what is the point of like putting this sort of pressure on each other? First of all, even if he was rich or poor, right? If you have a family and you're already done, you can't ask a man to come in the first year or second year and like support you and your family. So it doesn't matter how much money he has in his bank, right? It's not going to you, nor should it. And that's what genuinely I think puts a lot of men off when you see a a divorcee with kids and they're like, how the fuck do I slide into this? You need to make it easy for them. You need to make it really easy for them. That you are good. You and your, that's between you and your ex-husband, not you and your boyfriend. A man shouldn't have to come in and save you, right? 
A man comes in and it, he enhances what you already have, not because you need him, just because you're already doing things on your own. You're already having financial freedom and stability. You're already doing those trips. You're buying yourself the purse, the jewelry and things like that. So when he comes in, he's doing things because he wants to and he enjoys it. And that enhances the relationship, but not because you need him to do things or else you're not going to survive. That's not fair to the other guy, to the guy that you're dating. You have to be whole in that sense. For if sure. he wants to be a team with you eventually, and that's year two, three on, maybe, you know, that's great, you know, if he wants to start contributing, but it shouldn't start like, well, you know, what's your part? You've stayed over three nights a week. Here's this. It can't work like that. And you can't expect that. And when you expect things and you have expectations, that's when it all starts going wrong. So, you know, starting off with zero expectations and just, as you said, holding hands, skipping. The great thing about being a divorced woman is you're right. We've built our lives. We've done it. There's no rush. That is the fun part. We can be spontaneous. We can be fun. The dating part should be the light in your life because we've got the responsibility. We've done it. It's at home. When I want to go and be serious, I sit in my house and, you know, you have to organize everything that makes your life tick. But the rest of it can be wild, crazy, and fun. Why not? Yeah, and I think that's somewhat, people try to understand what's the difference between a woman who's divorced versus a woman who's never been married. And not all women who have never been married, but when a woman is divorced, they're not so focused on the end goal of marriage. Women who are divorced are focused on enjoying the moment and having fun because there's a certain amount of freedom that they feel. Whereas some women who have never been married, the focus is on, I've never been married, I wanna be married. And they are so focused on the end goal, they're not in the present. They need it for their self-esteem. I feel desperately sorry for some of these young girls who feel like at 31, 32, that, you know, that they, they're left on the shelf. Even 25, I speak to 25-year-olds. And you're like, I want to shake you and say you're at the beginning. And marriage must not and should not be your end game. Freeze your eggs and take a chill pill. The right man will come. The wrong man, the, the, they will never, ever, ever come with someone with a time frame. It's like the universe won't give it to you. You don't need a wedding to validate who you are. That's my note to younger self. What would yours be? You know, it's the same thing. Right now, this is the time where you're supposed to be enjoying life to the fullest. This is the time you're supposed to make the mistakes. I'm not saying make life-changing mistakes, but make those mistakes. <laughs> that you learn the lessons in your 30s and when you hit your 40s you are ready to go like don't be worried about all your other friends who are getting married and all that and i think remember when we were living to those rules we were dying at 50 they were made when we died at 50 we died a hundred so please if you haven't met your husband your boyfriend your lover till you're 40 there's nothing wrong with that in fact amazing because you are exactly who you are. And this one might go all the way. Exactly. And your dating journey is customized. It's not a one size fits all solution. Just because one thing worked for your girlfriend, that doesn't mean that's going to work for you. So remember, it is customized for you. There is no one shoe that fits all. That's exactly right. So please, girls, relax, enjoy it, enjoy the process. Monique is living proof of that. Monique, I could talk to you all, all day. I'm going to um, end it there, but we would we have to do another one because I've loved this. Um, and it is a fascinating topic. You've gone 
and turned everything around for yourself. So have I. And I think if we can give one or two women any kind of inspiration and, and help in in enjoying this journey, journey and process and taking any pressure out of it. And it doesn't matter. And as long as you've got good girlfriends, we've got a great life anyway. That's the key. Your girlfriends are the key. Girlfriends are the key. So stop dumping your girlfriends when you get the boyfriend girls. Yes. <laughs> Disaster. Anyway, thank you, Monique. I'm going to go and have my cup of coffee now. I'm going to have my glass of yes, wine. Yes, down your wine. And uh, you, you, <laughs> you don't even need to go for a date anymore. Monique's yeah. got her cherry. I don't know where he is, but she's got her cherry. <laughs> and she's going back to him in a very good state. Two glasses of wine down. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Divorce Not Dead. Tune in next Wednesday for a new episode. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review. We'd love to hear from you. Follow me on social media at, at Caroline Stanbury for all the behind-the-scene action. 